0: Thank you.
1: Welcome to worship on this fifth Sunday in Lent. We're continuing to build our own worship space around the cross at home. Today's theme is the service of all. So how do you see service? What does it mean to you? Jesus clearly said that following him involves the service of others. And when we meet the needs of others, we do it as so. We were doing that to Jesus. He took the form of a servant and in sacrificing himself for us, he draws everybody to him. Everybody is part of his family, his kingdom. We're not just called to service, we're called to the service of all. Next to my Lent cross this week, I'm putting down a rainbow to symbolise how we are called to serve and to celebrate the wonderful diversity of all people as groups and individuals. You might put something that symbolises service in your life, such as a coffee mug or a cleaning cloth or a picture of a telephone. And Jesus said in John 12 verse 26, anyone who serves me must follow me and where I am my servant will also be my father will honor the one who serves me so we pray lord help us during this time of lent to examine our own lives of service and to reach out to all those in need of your love without discrimination or prejudice amen (music) Thank <music> you.
2: We worship you today not because we have to, but because we want to. We are here to offer you our worship, our prayers, and our lives in service to you and to our neighbor. We have as our example your son who chose not to rule but to serve, who gave of himself and you a love so strong that it flowed like a river from his hands and his heart. We seek to serve everybody and treat them the same. We seek to welcome everybody and invite them into our church family. We seek to see the face of God in all people and be inclusive in all we do. Forgive us when we fail to do these things. Guide us to see where we fail to truly serve. Welcome and include every person. Help us to celebrate, celebrate diversity rather than hold on to our own tradition may we help to build your kingdom using the rich and varied material of every person we meet our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us save us from the time of trial trial and deliver us from evil for that for the kingdom the power and the glory are yours now and forever amen
3: good morning our reading is from jeremiah 31 verses 31 to 34 from the new international readers version the days are coming announces the lord i will make a new covenant with the people of israel i will also make it with the people of judah It will not be like the covenant I made with their people of long ago. That was when I took them by the hand. I led them out of Egypt, but they broke my covenant. They did it even though I was like a husband to them, announces the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with Israel after that time announces the lord i will put my law in their minds i will write it on their hearts i will be their god and they will be my people they will not need to teach their neighbor anymore and they will not need to teach one another anymore they will not need to say "Know the lord that's because everyone will know me From the least important of them to the most important of them. All of them will know me, announces the Lord. I will forgive their evil ways. I will not remember their sins anymore. Amen. This is the word of the Lord to the people of the Lord in the time of God.
0: I forgive.
4: reading is from St. John's Gospel, chapter 12. Jesus tells about his coming death. There were some Greeks among the people who went up to worship during the feast. They came to Philip for a favour. Philip was from Bethesda in Galilee. So they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip told Jesus jesus replied the time has come for the son of man to receive glory what i'm about to tell you is true unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only one seed but if it dies it produces many seeds anyone who loves their life will lose it but anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it and have eternal life. Anyone who serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant will also be. My father will honour the one who serves me. My soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, keep me from having to go through with this? No. This is the very reason I have come to this point in my life. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice came from heaven. It said, I have brought glory to my name. I will bring glory to it again. The crowd there heard the voice. Some said it was thunder. Others said an angel had spoken to Jesus. Jesus said, This voice was for your benefit, not for mine. Now it is time for the world to be judged. Now the prince of this world will be thrown out. And I am going to be lifted up from the earth. When I am, I will bring all people to myself. He said this, to show them how he was going to die. We give thanks to our God for these words. Amen. Why do
1: we worship God? Is it because we feel we must? Or is it because we really want to? Jeremiah spoke God's words in a vision of what the kingdom of God would be like when everyone has had God's law put in their minds and written on their hearts. They would worship God because they wanted to. Everyone would put worship first in a joyful response to God. It would be a change of heart and mind, a transformation or renewal, as Paul writes to the Ephesian church, referring to their introduction to the Christian faith. You were taught to be made new in your thinking. You were taught to start living a new life. Ephesians 4 verses 23 to 24. There was an old covenant which the people had broken. But this is the new covenant between God and all people. As God says through Jeremiah, everyone will know me. From the least important of them to the most important, all of them will know me. In our Gospel reading, John writes Jesus' words in a vision of what his supreme act of sacrificial servanthood would look like and achieve. And I am going to be lifted up from the earth. When I am, I will bring all people. To myself. John knew his audience would see straight away that Jesus was talking about being lifted up on a cross to die, even if Jesus' immediate audience would not yet understand. In going through that experience, he would be lifted up to be a lens through which the people would see God's glory. A king on a cross is lifted up, both literally and figuratively. Jesus, the servant king, even in death would become nothing, a window on God's supreme act of grace and mercy. So Jesus would die, would become nothing, giving all the glory to God. And in the second chapter of his letter to the Philippian church, we read Paul's words. As you deal with one another, you should think and act as Jesus did. In his very nature, he was God. Jesus was equal with God, but Jesus didn't take advantage of that fact. Instead, he made himself nothing. and He did this by taking on the nature of a servant. He was made just like human beings. So in our two readings we heard that God's law is to be put into the minds and written on the hearts of all people and as a result to think and act like Jesus did. If we are to follow him we are to be as servants as he was, putting our own selfish ambitions to one side and letting God be seen through us as through a window or lens, with nothing of ourselves getting in the way. Jesus died for all, with no discrimination or distinction. Our response is to serve one another as he did, again, without discrimination or distinction, putting our own ambitions to one side and putting others first. His offer of salvation is for all. In 1903, William B. Fitzgerald wrote these words which, as Methodists, we hold dearly as part of our emphasis and tradition. All need to be saved. All can be saved. All can know they are saved. All can be saved to the uttermost. The key word here, obviously, is all there is no exception. Mr. Wesley once said, the world is my parish, meaning that nobody would be left out of his ministry, no matter who they were. So during Lent, we are called to look at ourselves deeply and honestly. As we do this, can we ask ourselves that difficult question? Do we serve one another without distinction or discrimination? Have we embraced the word all and written it on our hearts and minds? Might we be unaware that we are failing in this? Do we discriminate? Do we put people into boxes? And how might this affect our life of service? So let's watch this powerful video together.
5: It's so easy to place people in boxes drawing lines, creating sides. There's us, and there's them. Those we feel comfortable around, and those we don't. There are those of us with many chapters, and those just starting their own stories. There's the well-to-do, and those doing what they can, are those we share something with, and those we don't seem to share anything
4: with. Welcome, and thank you for coming today, guys. Today I'm going to be conducting an experiment uh, where I'll ask you a series of questions. Now these questions will be very personal questions, and for us to get a true result, I need you to be completely honest with how you respond. The first question I have is, who
5: in here was the class clown? Who is never on time? And then, there's us. We who have tattoos. We who feel lonely. We who have been bullied, we who have bullied others, we who are madly in love. Overcome great adversity. And there's the lucky ones, whose team won the championship this year. God, and as one body, we stand together, united as one under His grace.
1: What the video does is to help us to see that we are all different, yet all the same. We all have our stories, but we're all called to serve each other to help us on our journeys. No matter who we are or what we are going through.
0: Sister, let me serve you. Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant. Oh
1: discussions the Children's Lent Fellowship group reflected on what it means to be family. They said that church is like a family and friends were too. And we concluded that a group is together, a team works together acknowledging the strengths and weaknesses of each member, but a family supports and sees to the needs of each member. And supports them as a servant would do, as Jesus would do. We agreed that being cruel to someone for being different from the group was not the right thing to do. We also felt sad for the person left out of the group for being different in some way. Now Jesus clearly states in our passage that he will draw all people to himself, nobody will be left out. And we have other clues that Jesus's ministry is to the whole world, in every sense. In John 3, 16, we read, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And anyone who believes in him will not die, but will have eternal life. And in John 10, 16, I have other sheep that do not belong to this sheep pen, I must bring them in too. They also will listen to my voice. There will be one flock and one shepherd. And in John eleven fifty two, 52, he also prophesied that Jesus would die for God's children scattered everywhere. He would die to bring them together and make them one. So in today's gospel passage, we find some Greeks A representation perhaps or embodiment of the whole world, asking to see Jesus rather than just the Jews. These Greeks are all of us who are attracted to and seeking to understand Jesus. This is a powerful moment, a striking of the gong that begins the next phase, the story of the passion or the suffering of Jesus, which will end on the cross, As he dies, not just for the Jews, but for the whole world, for absolutely everyone. Yes, for you and me as well. Symbolically, John is saying, the message has begun at that moment to be taken to the whole world. Everyone will be drawn in and made welcome. At a similar time to when John would have written his gospel account, Paul wrote in his letter to the church in Galatia, there is no Jew or Gentile, there is no slave or free person, there is no male or female. That's because you're all one in Christ Jesus. That's Galatians 3.28. But in the 21st century, I believe we're called to add words and probably more to what Paul said at that time and in that place. Perhaps we could write today, there is no male or female, no lesbian, gay bisexual, transsexual or queer, no black, no white, no distinction by race, ethnicity, age or disability, because you are all one in Christ Jesus. So as we reflect on what we hear and read about all kinds of discrimination and injustice, let's remember that we are all made in God's image. We may have different stories and may challenge what some say is normal. as God's people serving everyone equally, let's embrace the visions of the kingdom that we've heard today. One that is somehow here now but not yet here completely. The visions spoken of by Jeremiah and Jesus would see God's law written on our hearts and all people drawn to God As a result of Jesus' suffering on our behalf. Drawn to lives of service to every other person. It would be a kingdom of total inclusion and acceptance. So let our prayer be that this will become the new normal of our time. Amen.
0: i yeah.
6: normal place to do our offering today. We're around the wonderful Entwistle Reservoir and the sun's been shining and it's been raining and the water's really chopping. What a great place to be able to praise God and thank you for all that he's given to us and make our offering to him. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your beautiful creation, for the generosity of your love, As you have given so much to us. We give you the gifts of our money and all that we have to serve you in your kingdom in the name of jesus amen living god it's easy to fool ourselves that we are observing lent giving up certain vices denying ourselves particular resolutions but deep down we know that lent should be more than this a time rather for prayer and reflection for self-examination and renewed commitment We come then, seeking your will, your word, your guidance and your grace. So now we pray for our world and for an end to all that frustrates your purpose. We think of all those in countries wracked by conflict, famine, disease and poverty. Of those who face repression and discrimination, persecuted for what they believe or for who they are. We pray for the sick, unemployed, the lonely and unloved, the disabled and disadvantaged. We pray for those who work to build help and healing to those in need, for the rollout of the COVID vaccine. We pray for those who in so many different ways contribute to the fulfilment of your purpose. Nurture our feeble faith and help us to put you at the centre of this season so that through it we may know you better, love you more fully and serve you more effectively. To the glory of your name. Amen. Outside, at this beautiful place, we bless each other and we bless God too. With the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the Holy Spirit, be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen.